That was really, really good. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm actually really excited about uh, speaking in both our uh, evening services. I actually probably don't uh, do it as much as I should. I think I uh, need to also come and speak to you guys and not just in the mornings. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I'm, I'm carrying something. And uh, for those of you in the, um, in the uh, third service, even maybe I feel the Lord's just been changing a couple of things up. Uh, while uh, we've been worshiping um, there. But yeah, it's exciting. I, I'm excited because I think that we're in an intriguing season as a church. I think God is doing something very fresh uh, among us. He's doing some stuff uh, in the spirit, which is very powerful, not only in our meetings, but beyond our meetings. So uh, I, yeah, I'm intrigued and excited. I said to um, uh, one of uh, our elders between the services, that was one of the sensible ones, um, <laughs> that, uh, that I believe that it's not so much that some things have shifted, but some things are shifting. And um, I, I, I think that, that, we're, we're, that we're in the process of something. I think that it's like sometimes we can rush to try and get things out of the way. We say, like, get to the end of it. Let's see, what's, let's see what God's done. And it's almost like, well, I feel like God's saying, just chill. Just chill. It's cool. Just uh, let, me, let me do what I'm doing. There are some things that he is doing. Turn to someone and say, God's doing something. We don't need to rush it. We don't need to... We don't need to rush it to an end, so just let him do some stuff. I, um, I'm carrying a word about Gideon uh, tonight. Um, Gideon uh, in the, in the uh, book of Judges, verses, uh, chapter 6, verses 1 to 16. Um, some of you may be familiar with this character, but I think it's uh, also good just to, for those of us who are maybe not as familiar, to get a fuller picture of what was going on around uh, this man. So I'm going to read a little bit as a backdrop to, to what I'm saying. And um, this is what the Bible says. that The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites, because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. And they came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. Let me just press pause there just to point out two things. I think that we have a very vivid picture of a very powerful enemy. Um, and it's, it's, it's a picture of an attack and an oppression that was not momentary or it didn't just happen over a little while. It happened over a long while. 
It was consistent. It was oppressive. It was vile. It was disheartening because you were, you were sowing crops and the crops were getting uh, ruined. You, you were rearing livestock and only to have them slaughtered. It was, it was so uh, disheartening to, to, to think you're just getting a, your head above the waterline only to be slapped down again. That's one thing. This was an, an incredibly awful, oppressive enemy. But it's also intriguing that it took something like this to get the people of God to cry out to God. My God, we can be so stubborn sometimes, can't we? We can be so difficult. We can be so fixed and sure of what we know and what we think. But sometimes the stuff of life converges to get us to call out on the name of the Lord. And we can be sure whenever God is involved, He is kind. It is the kindness of God that brings me to repentance. God is kind. There are even some things that maybe don't seem that kind, but in the big picture of things, they are kind. It's the kindness of God. Sometimes the kindest thing God can do is bring me to the end of myself. You know, we have to, we have to be aware of that. When we are, even when we're praying for people, you know, sometimes I think we can be kinder than God. Because, you know, sometimes there are some people who have to, they have to be in the pig pen desiring what the pigs are eating. You know the prodigal son? In order to come to your senses. And, and, and sometimes because we think we're being kind, because we think we're being merciful, we want to stop people getting to the pig pen. But sometimes we need to get to the pig pen. Because we've got to get to the end of ourselves. Because at the end of myself, I'm going to find God. I'm going to find the beginning of God. I'm going to find the change that I need. I'm going to stop relying on me and my resources and what I can do. I come to the place of realizing I'm nothing. I'm never going to make it without God. And these people, they cried out to God in the midst of the incredibly... Awful circumstances. Verse 7, when the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. And the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abiezrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us 
about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us to the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Uh, pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. We've got this incredibly powerful picture of a young man hiding away in a small place, a wine press, doing the best that he could to stop an enemy coming to steal what he had worked for. Gideon was surviving in a place that God wanted him to thrive. God, God is not looking for you just to survive. He is looking for you to thrive. God, God, is, God is not, God's plan for your life is not to get, just find yourself with a, 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 a spouse and a house and the kids and a pension and, and you die. Uh, you know, that, there is more to life than that. There's nothing wrong with those things in themselves, but, but, and they are the, in themselves the blessing of God, but that's not what life is all about. There is so much more to life than that. God is, God is wanting us to, to, to wake up and to realize that he has, he has got a plan for us to be bigger and bolder and more courageous than we ever imagined. Jesus did not come so that we might have church. Jesus came so that we might have life. It's, God never intended church to be the place where I avoid life. Is, play, is, is church a place of refuge? Yes, it is for a season. But God has not called me to spend my life hiding from the world, avoiding the world by running to church because there is something in us and something on us that is able to influence the world that some of us are running away from. God is, is wanting us to, to, to realize that, that, that He wants us to live a full and glorious and powerful life of which church is part. But He wants us to carry the light and the life and the wonder of who Jesus is into a dark world and carry His light and carry His love and make a difference. It's almost like if we ever got to realize how powerful in His name we are. If we ever woke up and understood what it is that we are carrying, who knows? 
Who knows what might happen? Life had conspired and put Gideon in a small place. He had become enslaved by his fears. He had become paralyzed by his problems. He was living life in a small place in a small way. And yet there were all kinds of stuff bubbling up inside him. There was an internal conversation that was going on, which I will get to in just a moment. But I want to just take the opportunity to remind us that God turned up and interrupted Gideon's life. And I just love it. I love the way, you know, you've got all that, you've got all that powerful language and, uh, you know, about the enemy and the oppression and uh, and then you just get, and then God just turns up and sits down under a tree. It's like, you know what, God, God's chilled. You see, we sing about him being the Alpha and the Omega because he knows the end of the story. God's not stressed. Turn to someone and say, God's not stressed. He's not stressed about your situation. He's not stressed about what you're facing this week. He's not stressed about the stuff you're stressed about. Because he knows. He knows. That's why he, can be, that's why he can be chill because he knows who he is. No one needs to introduce God to God. God knows who he is. God knows what he's capable of. And he comes and he sits down under this tree and he interrupts Gideon's internal conversation and he interrupts his life. And he says, I, wanna, I just want to talk to you about a couple of things. You see, there, there, were, there were some frustrations that was going on in, 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 in Gideon, but, and, and we, can, we can talk about that, but, but, but I want to just say that Gideon was passionate. He was frustrated, but he was passionate. He was frustrated because he was in a small place. And as we will find out in just a moment, he was in a small place and he considered himself to be small. But there was something else going on that he couldn't. There was something else going on that was saying, well, if God is so big, if God is so great, where are the miracles? Where, are, where is the stuff that we've heard about? I don't want to live in a place where I'm just getting secondhand information. I don't want to. I, I love your story, but I want my own story. I love your testimony, but I want my testimony. And something had, there was a divine transaction that happened in this moment where God turned up and he wanted to introduce Gideon to Gideon. There was a, a dynamic taking place where the man who was hiding in the wine press was receiving a call. There was something happening in these moments that, he, that life was never going to be the same again. It seemed like an ordinary day, but life was never going to be the same again. 
because he engaged with the Almighty. He engaged with a call. He engaged with something that was greater than himself. And, and I believe that his spirit engaged with that moment, even though his head, his intellect at that moment could not engage. I just feel that God has, has laid on my heart um, something tonight. Many, many years ago, back in 1983, in the first few months of me coming to know Jesus Christ. Uh, by then I would have been 20 years of age and uh, this, the, I was in this church. And I remember, I can't remember what was going on, but I remember this moment. And, and, and uh, some of you, uh, most of you in the room won't know who I'm talking about. Some of you will. But uh, David Sherman, who uh, was the former minister of this house, his father, who was the minister before David, E.J. Sherman, was sat here. And there was the worship going on, and I was sat somewhere around there. And, 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 and E.J. got up in his, in his inimitable style, little bit uh, blundering, little bit fumbling over his words. And he came and he stood here and he said, I don't know. But I just cannot sit there any longer. I need, I need to stand up and say that, that, that God is calling somebody. God is calling somebody. His, 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 his call is falling upon somebody. It was, it was, this was a call that was falling upon Gideon. But in that moment, it was like there was nobody else in the room. They didn't give an altar call. They didn't give a moment. But there was a moment where I engaged with something in the spirit. And from that moment, my life was never the same again. I, I, I just, it's, that's, that's me. That's, that's me. I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. But everything inside of me was screaming, it's me. It's me. I, I, I respond to the call. I respond to the call. I don't know, I, I, I think that, that God has sent me here tonight to, to say to somebody or to somebodies, there is a call. He is, he is calling you. He, he comes to affirm, reaffirm the thing that He has placed within you, the thing that you suspected, the thing that you hardly dare talk about, the thing that you don't know how to grapple with, the thing that you don't know how it's all going to work out, but there's just a sense within your heart, I'm cold, I'm cold, and it's exciting and it's frustrating because you want it, you want it to take shape, you want it to see clearly, you, you want to understand it, but somehow your brain can't catch up with what your spirit has already caught hold of, but there's just something in it and say that's me that's me I can't explain it I, I can't tell you what it means but there's something deep down within my soul that says my God I hear the call and I answer I answer I don't know I don't know who you are I don't know where you are but I'm, I'm here to say that God is calling you 
God is calling you. God is here by His Spirit tonight as clearly and as powerfully as He was when He came and sat under that tree and spoke to Gideon because the same God who spoke to Gideon is here by His Spirit to speak to you tonight. And He comes and He leans against that tree and He speaks to your spirit and He speaks to your soul and He says, will you hear me? Will you hear me? Will you understand that I am greater than you ever imagined? And any problem you can come up with, any situation that you can point me to and say, I can't do that because of that, and I can't do that because of this. And my God says, but don't you understand? I, I am with you. I will be with you. I am all you need. Trust me. Trust me. Believe in me. Hold on to me. Never let me go. Be bold. Be courageous. Lean on me. Lean into me. I am going to make a way. I am going to open the doors. I am going to show you the way. God, God is raising up people. He's raising up people who are able to take that passion and see it work out, manifest itself. In, in, in a tangible way, God is not just about dissipating passion because He is raising up men and women who need to have a level of strength and, and tenacity that, that is, that is going to be able to stand in the face of an enemy and say, I am not sufficient, but my God is sufficient. And He who is with me is greater than you. And He who is in me is greater than you. And my God will help me. And my God will raise me up and cause me to do exploits that I never imagined was possible. My God, He is raising up a man and, a man and women. He is raising up people. He is causing them to be awakened by a passion that nothing will silence and nothing will still. A hunger, a hunger deep within, a hunger to pursue God, to pursue the one. To pursue the one. I, I believe there was something inside of Gideon that was pursuing God. That's why he was so ready to say, Oh God, if you are with us, why? Why are we in the state we are? If you are with us, where are the miracles our fathers told about? Oh, I, I don't know about you tonight, but God, there's something inside of me that agrees with Gideon tonight to say, Oh God, come and do again that which you have done in times gone by. Come and do again that which our fathers and our grandfathers told of us about. God, come and do again. Do some things that are undeniably you. Do some things that, that cannot be explained away because they are God and only God could do that which we are seeing. Oh God, do it again. There's a cry in my heart like Gideon's cry to say, God, do it again. Do it again. Lord, but there was a problem because Gideon's view of himself was inconsistent with the view that God had, on him, had of him. You see, Gideon's father called him Gideon. 
God was not averse to calling people by their names. We know when he spoke to Moses, he, he said Moses. When he spoke to Abraham, he said Abraham. He, he's, not, he's not averse to using people's names. But when he came to see Gideon that day, he did not call him by the name his father had given him. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And not only was Gideon paralyzed by this awareness that God was not doing the things that he had done in times gone by, he was also paralyzed by the view that he had of himself. And just as readily he was able to say and give reasons to God as to why you got the wrong guy. Sorry, Lord, do you not realize that I am the least in the clan that is the least? I am the least, and I am the last, and God, I'm sorry, but I think you might have got the wrong guy. I think you might have chosen the wrong person because you don't seem to know who I am, you don't seem to know what I haven't got. You don't seem to know what I've not. And God said to him, hey, man, you don't understand. I'm with you. I am with you. Because I am with you, the conversation we are now having is null and void. Because this is not about you being the least and the last. This is about me being the great and awesome and mighty God. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jehovah, Jireh, Yahweh, the great I am. I am God. There is no one like me. There is no other. And if I am with you then that is all you need it doesn't matter what your mother called you what your father called you what they said about you it doesn't matter what you have done what you haven't done it doesn't matter whether life has conspired and forced you into a small space it does not matter about that what matters is this moment and the God who is speaking to you and if he says you can you can. If he says you are able, you are able. All you need to do is trust. All you need to do is believe. All you need to do is say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Count me in. Count me in. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but count me in. I, 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 can, I could keep you here. For hours talking about the stuff that God has taken me through. But all I can tell you tonight is that that young man, that young man, if I could go back to that moment when I was sat there and if there was anything I could change about it, I would change nothing. Because I can tell you this, the, the young man who said yes to God on that night has never regretted it for one moment of any day. There have been times that have been tough. There have been times that I felt overwhelmed. There are times that I felt that I wasn't good enough. There were times that I felt I wasn't going to make it. But my God has been faithful. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. You have never failed me. You have never left me. You have taken a hold of me. You have taken something that was not. And you have made something through the power of your Spirit. Gideon gave himself permission to do two things. 
He gave himself permission to trust God. And he gave himself permission to change. I suppose you could say, well, permission to trust God, I get that. But what? some of us need to give ourselves permission to change. Because who you are is not who you think you are. Who you are is who God says you are. And God took this moment to introduce Gideon to Gideon. And God wants to introduce you to you. Because Gideon was so full of thinking I'm the last and the least. But God wanted to say, no, you are a mighty warrior. I know you. I know you. You only know the things you have become. You know what you are because of what life has made you. You know what you are because of what life has thrown at you. You know what you are because your life has been ravaged by a ruthless enemy. But you need to understand that you are not what life and the enemy have made you. You are who I created you to be. Even while you were being formed in your mother's womb, I had a plan for you. I had a plan for your life. That's why you made it onto this planet. That's why you made it onto this earth. Because I have a plan. And your life may not at this moment match up to the plan. Right now, you may be in a small place. Right now, you may be in that, that wine press just frustrated at life and frustrated at yourself and frustrated at what has happened. But God is turning up to knock on the door of your life and tell you and remind you who you are. To remind you that you are who He says you are. And He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. You know, I love the fact that he said to Gideon, you know, he didn't say, man, I'm with you. And, and you know what, bro, you need to shape up. You need to get this right. And you need to get this sorted. And you need to get, he, he just said, hey, listen, you know, I'm with you. And by the way, just go, go in the strength you have. Go with what you've got. Go with what you've got. Stop trying to be more. Stop trying to be what you think I need. Just go in the strength you have and let me do the rest. Let me go before you. Let me show you my greatness. If you know the rest of the story, you'll know that, that God really did um, uh, really disperse uh, Gideon's ideas of, 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 of how he was going to overcome the enemy. God made it perfectly clear that the only way you were going to overcome this enemy was in the strength of the Lord. And, and that's another message for another day. But I, I want to come and tell you that God is with you and God is for you and that he has chosen you. Gideon gave God permission to reveal, unveil who he really was. I find it intriguing that Gideon was hiding from a problem 
that God wanted him to solve. He was hiding in a winepress from an enemy that God wanted him to confront. It was difficult for Gideon to imagine him confronting this enemy because it was so vast and so huge. And why would any one man believe that he could do that? Well, one man who believed that God can. That God can. I don't know what enemies you are facing. I don't know what battles you are facing. I don't know what you are being overwhelmed by right now. But we, we know that, that, that Gideon clearly felt overwhelmed by his circumstances. But God used the circumstances with which he felt overwhelmed to unveil the overcomer in Gideon. He used the wine press to reveal the warrior. There's a warrior in you. There's a warrior. Don't get confused. I mean, right now, I might not look like that. Right now, I might not look like what God says I am. Right now, as I'm standing here sweating in this wine press with bits of stuff stuck all over me, right now, hiding from an enemy, right now, running away, right now, overwhelmed, you might not think that I've got something to bring to this party, but God is telling me, God is telling you that you're greater than the things you've become. You're greater than the things that life has made you. You're greater than the stuff that has happened to you. And God is getting, wanting you to shake off some stuff, to, to bat off some stuff and to stand tall and say, I don't stand in my own strength, but I stand in the strength of the Lord. In His name, I will overcome. We do not underestimate the power of the enemy. He oppressed and impoverished. He ruined and ravaged. He stole and he starved. But while all that was going on, God was preparing a man. God was preparing a man. God is preparing a man. God is preparing a woman. God is preparing people. God is preparing somebody. God is preparing and calling. God God has a deliverer. God has deliverers. He has, he has planted deliverers. That wherever the enemy has ravaged and oppressed, God is raising up deliverers who will carry the name of Jesus, who will carry the anointing that will break the yoke. If, if only you will allow God to strip away the stuff that is trying to let, cause you to live in a small place. If you will only allow God to change your mind and change your thinking from being the least and the last to understanding that you are nothing in your own self, but in God you are great, you are called to a great and mighty mission. The same God who empowered Gideon to change is empowering you. He's empowering you. Will you trust Him? Will you let Him? 
Will you give yourself permission to trust Him no matter what? And will you give yourself permission to change? Even if they laugh at you. Even if they say, what's happened to you? Why are you being like this? Why are you acting all weird? Why are you being all holy all of a sudden? What? Will you give yourself permission to change? To let God take you to the next level? To let God take you into the challenge, the overwhelming challenge, knowing that in Him you will be enough. Can we pray? Can we pray? You know, there was a day I shared tonight where I felt the sense of call of God on my life affirmed. But before that, there was another day lying on my bed in Victoria Center Flats when I called out on the name of a God who I wasn't even sure was there. But I said, God, if you're there, I want you to come into my life. I need you to come into my life. Maybe you're here today and that's a prayer you've never actually prayed. In a moment, I'm going to give you opportunity to pray it because it was a prayer that changed my life. Or maybe a one time in some context or another, you have prayed a prayer similar to that where you ask God to come into your life and then life happened and you found yourself a long way from God. And tonight you sit here sad and disappointed because you know you're not living in the way that God would want you to live. And there's something in you that longs to come home. Longs to find God again in the way that you...